This episode brought to you by Audible. Audible. Hey, Audible. Merry Christmas. AudibleTrial.com slash Horror Virgin for a 30 days free and a book to get you started. For your book recommendation, Mikey? I recommend Uh-oh. Oh, okay. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <gasps> Walter Matthau reads it. Walter, Walter Matthau? Yeah. I just listened to an audio version of A Christmas Carol read by Tim Curry. Oh. What? It was ah, awesome. Awesome. I love him. And it's on Audible. So guys, check out A Christmas Carol <laughs> and the How oh. the Grinch Stole Christmas yes. or whatever, right? <laughs> on Audible. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for our batshit insane Patreon shout outs. Yes, it is. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Hey, Nick B. Fun fact about Nick B. Oh, yeah? He's getting his grandchildren puppies for Christmas. <gasps> what? Whoa, I hope they're not listening right now. Did we just spoil their Christmas? <laughs> I think British Christmas is like three weeks earlier. I don't that's think that's right. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. This episode also brought to you by Matthew. Matthew. Hey. Matthew. <laughs> oh wow Mikey's Ooh. look of shock every time he has to come up with a story is amazing oh, how many times have we been doing this so Matthew saved Christmas for his brother he did yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, last week right and then he got his ear he lost all hearing in his ear oh that's right this is a new story oh it's oh. completely different this is a different mm. Christmas he saved Christmas twice yes wow just like Die Hard mm. <laughs> you became Matthew Matthew. Oh, so Matthew had to put up his mom's Christmas decorations. Oh, what a good son! Yeah, I did it too for my mom. Of course you did. Well, he, he had Daniel's brother is scared of heights and refused to help his mother put up decorations. Oh yeah, did he just stand in the snow and heckle Matthew the whole time? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Matthew saved Christmas for his family by being the only one uh, brave enough to put up the lights. Lock it up, Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Matthew's the favorite son. <laughs> You'll be able to tell by how many presents you get. This episode also brought to you by. Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Are you ready for this, Rebecca? I don't know if I am. Hey, Rebecca. If you were a tree, you'd be an evergreen, because I bet you look this good year round. Oh, nice. I guess that's okay. I'll allow it. And if you're looking for something to top your Christmas tree head, go to Straight On Tell Disney on Etsy, which is Rebecca's Etsy store. She sells all kind of great Disney stuff. Yeah, she is. Check it out. She's awesome. Hey, Rebecca. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by Cody, Cody Roy. Cody Roy. He's a time cop. He's Cody always Roy. been. Yeah. So Cody Roy went back in time. Like he does. Oh, yeah? Well, Being a time cop. Well, since he saw the, the manger thing, uh-huh. right? he wanted to go back to the Hanukkah stuff. <laughs> this sounds very official. <laughs> no, he did. He put a time lapse camera, a camera in front of. The- <laughs> he put a time lapse camel. He rode a time lapse camel. That's how he travels through time. And he set up a time lapse camera. And he took he took video of the eight nights that the uh, oil lamp burned. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So it looked just like eight burning candles. No, it's one candle one eight burn- nights. Oh, sorry. He went back to get videographic <laughs> evidence of the candle lasting eight days. Oh, yeah. But he time-lapsed it, so it only la- looks like it lasted like 20 minutes. Well, he had to get water in that time camel. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Watch out, Mikey. They spit. This episode's also brought to you by... Red! Red. Hey, Red! Red Mappin is scared of the song Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <gasps> oh, yeah? Why? Well, he was driving down the road, mm-hmm. right, like you do, and he hit a reindeer. <gasps> what? It impaled the car. Oh, no. The reindeer tore in two inside of his car because the glass cut it in half. He was covered in blood. Oh, what? Yeah? His and own blood or the reindeer's? The reindeer's blood. Okay, that's He's better. He's fine. Well, that's lucky. Physically. Hmm. Emotionally. He's he, a train wreck. He hears that song and it flashes red of just a 
right deer's head covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And that's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for him. This episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, you had to be mean like to Ryan. Being mean to Ryan. Yeah. But I heard that Ryan likes to make worst of lists of oh. everything. Like oh worst holiday cookies. That's the worst. I know, man. Although oh. the Vanity Fair thing that you're referencing mm. right now has gotten so many clicks because everyone's been. So everyone who's like shaming that thing is mm-hmm. just. They're feeding it. They're just like making it more profitable for them to have done that. Right. So congratulations, Ryan. Yeah. Well done, Ryan. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Matthew, Matthew R. R. Yeah. And we don't quite yet know what he wants us to shout out. Yeah. So, but guess, we think he might be a pirate. We think he may or may not be a pirate. <laughs> right. I guess he's very close friends with Johnny Depp. Ooh, that's what I've heard. He had sex with Johnny Depp. Well, <laughs> who hasn't? Me. Me. Oh, that's now funny. I feel publicly shamed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matthew R., please reach back out to us on Patreon and let us know what you want us to shout out. He said he'd most likely reach back out to us in the morning. Just like the Dread Pirate Rock. Cool, that Carrie always, man. Jen, how many guys have told you that? All of them. <laughs> Every guy has told you that? Yep. The ones that survived did. Tis the season that you can get it. <clears throat> la, 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 la. That it is. So yeah. we're going to shout at our you can get it level. We are. They got it. They did get it another month. This month, we're going to start off with, like we normally do, because it's listed alphabetically, <laughs> Ash. Ash. Hey, Ash. Who is wonderful. She is delightful. So yeah. nice. Yeah. She is so nice. You know who else is real nice? Who? Eddie. Eddie. Oh, hey, yeah. Eddie. Eddie oh, yeah. is nice. Eddie mm-hmm. can get it. Oh, yeah. Technically, all of these people can get it. Yeah, and they have. MTV. MTV. E-M-T-V-E-E. Ooh. Yeah, that's the name. I heard he killed the radio star. Well, that's a true statement. <laughs> I'm not sure when that happened. Mm-hmm. What? Why would you do that? Well, because the radio stars were ugly. That's <laughs> that's why they're radio stars. Yeah, exactly. And also, Karoon. Oh, hey, Karoon. Whose name we have said correctly more than we've said it incorrectly. That's so I right. think <laughs> the slate is wiped clean. Exactly. Is it time to let that joke Yes, die? I think it might be. Karoon, thank you so much. We do have a new one this <gasps> month. Somebody else got it? Somebody else did get it. Whoa. And it, she got it for her husband. Oh, wow. So Kayla reached out after she signed up for that level and said, hey, will you shout out my husband, Aaron? Oh. So. Oh, Aaron. Well, how sweet. You should, you know, love your wife a little bit more. Whoa. Because of this. I didn't mean like sexually. You think no, they can I like- didn't mean sexually either. Oh. Sounds like they might be getting it after this ad. Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, because I'm just reading it alphabetically, <gasps> Veronica. Veronica. Hey, Veronica. Yeah. She's actually our second longest tenured. Oh, yeah. You can get it oh, level. cool. Yeah. Eddie is the longest uh-huh. by far. I think yeah. he signed up day one. Yeah. And then Veronica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for being yes. awesome. All of you guys and really everyone on Patreon. Thank you so much thank for you. supporting the show. We yeah. appreciate it. I hear the theme music on top of the house. Do you Uh-oh. hear it? Oh my God. It doesn't sound like slays. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Does it, sound- it sounds like it's going to slay. I've been uh-huh. bad this year. Ooh. Yeah, you have. I wished you guys away. <gasps> That's not a question you can ask a woman. Uh, welcome to the no, board. No, 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 no. Not on my watch. That is where Todd draws the line. Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everyone. Oh I'm Jen, and I'm, that joke was redacted. I'm Mikey. I did not make that joke. Did I make that joke? <laughs>
okay, Jen made the joke. It was a Jen Mikey collaboration. <laughs> and I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys, and this week when I say you guys, I mean the listeners, yeah, listeners. make me watch them. This week, you guys made me watch the Adam Scott Ooh. cardigan vehicle, uh-huh. Krampus. Oh my gosh. It sold so many cardigans. He's so hot. Yes, he is. Mikey, I get Ooh. it. I'm not like super on board like you. I mean, I think he's cool. He's he no Ryan cool. Reynolds, but he's great. My list to turn is very short, but he is number one. Oh, yeah. My list to turn? That's great. I get it, though. Yeah, I mean, on board for Ryan Reynolds. Is this the first time you guys have seen this movie? No, I saw it a couple of years ago. Mikey? I, same. I think I rented it at yeah. Christmas okay. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it did come out four years ago, so that, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I avoided it when it first came out because I heard it wasn't that great. Me, well, me and too. then I rented it. This is the first time I have seen it, and you know, it was fine. I, I mean, it wasn't super, super scary, but the trailer really scared me. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be like a super scary Christmas movie. And it wasn't that it wasn't scary because I'm scared by sort of everything, but it just was not as bad (laughs) as the trailer made me think it was going to be. So Uh for that, I was grateful. Well, and so I liked it a lot more today than I did the first time I watched it or the first or second time I watched it. Yeah. And I think part of it is because you're right. I think it presents a lot of really scary situations and doesn't always resolve them in ways that I love. Mm -hmm. But so once I knew how it was going to resolve, I could just kind of get over what was going to happen and just enjoy how creepy everything looked and just kind of have fun with it, you know, because I wasn't so invested in how everything was going to turn out. Yeah, know? but if you ever wondered, like, what would happen if the Griswolds family Christmas happened at the grocery store from The Mist, this is that movie. That's true. I was yeah. thinking about The Mist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it less this viewing. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Did I, you I, see that cardigan? I, I did. I, did. <laughs> I, I think the movie I wanted was, like, either you go straight up Christmas vacation, like, parody horror, or, and this movie had a lot of, you're right, a lot of good visuals, a lot of creepy it effects. Did. Yeah. It could have been really scary. You have to go one way or the other or like do it really well to balance and uh, it was not. <laughs> so you either wanted it to be a lot funnier or you wanted Adam Scott to shoot every member of his family <laughs> yeah. in that bulldozer oh, no. at the end. Oh not my Adam God. Scott. And then go down and say, Santa! <laughs> if you guys haven't seen The Mist, you don't get that. Oh, yeah, sorry, but we just spoiled it for you. Right. So. <laughs> I think Christmas Horror has like a weird line to walk. I think Gremlins it, yeah. does it really well. Yeah, it does. And this movie just, it doesn't do it well. I can see that. It does sort of play a weird middle ground. Yeah. I didn't dislike it, though. I really liked it a lot. And we'll talk about it as we go through it. Speaking of that, let's get into this fucking movie. Can we please? <laughs> so we start in a mall, and apparently it's Black Friday because people are just busting the doors down yeah. and running and trampling all over people. And I really liked this part. I think it was a really- Did you? Yeah. It was okay. like very like black humor satire of like the consumerism of Christmas and like what it actually is, you know? You mean what Christmas actually is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right, and, right. and they do hit that really hard. The thing mm-hmm. that really bothered me is why the fuck was there a Christmas pageant happening at a retail location? When I was in show choir, I've sung in a couple of malls. <laughs> listen, I have been in show choir as well. And if you uh, would if you like, listen to our uh... subscribe to our podcast, Cumberbuns and, and Character, character Shoes. Oh my yeah. gosh, I had friends in high school, so let me tell you, <laughs> I had friends too. They were show choir people, but they were still. Nice. That was the only thing I thought was weird. Yeah. I also like all of those incidents are like way overblown. It's yeah. like the war on Christmas isn't real. Uh, like so is Black Friday 
holiday trampolines. Mm-hmm. Well, then now Black Friday's not even much of a thing because of online shopping. Right. Well, and it also starts on Thanksgiving now. Yeah. Like, it starts at 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving. But it was for a while, and this was 2015. No, it was. 2015, yeah. So we're seeing this really kind of dark and ugly scene in the mall, and I think one of the things that I liked about this movie that I like more this time is this year I just am not really that into Christmas, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like, just for some family stuff going on, so I like the darker element, you know, and I like kind of looking behind and seeing the dark side, because the reality is, like, not everybody has family that makes them happy on Christmas, and I like that we see that in this movie, and it kind of made me feel a little bit better That about is like I a am, central you know? element of the movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to go see my family on Christmas. I'd imagine that if I did show up, it would be a lot like this for them. Why are you the Cousin Eddie? Well... Because the shitter's full. (laughs) (laughs) The bullshitter's full. (laughs) All that to say, like, I enjoy, I think I enjoyed it more this year because it's a little darker and that had hit me wrong last year. But this year I was into it and I was like, yeah, man. (laughs) It's actually really funny because I'm super cynical and negative usually. And then everybody at work's like, Christmas Michael is the best Michael. He is. Honestly, Michael. Who's Michael? Go back to my stage name. Christmas Michael. No Michael, one knows who I am. Christmas I, I, is the one time a year we get to call you by I your actual name. I do like that at Christmas you are Christmas Michael. But right. the rest of the year when you're cynical, it's like Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> this is now canon. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Christmas Michael. And welcome to the podcast, motherfuckers. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> So Ugh. we're seeing people running and getting trampled. We're seeing people get tasered by mall cops. Right, because mall s- cops are allowed to carry weapons. Right. And so now we see the nativity scene at the mall for some reason. Right, and we see a kid on top of another kid punching that kid. Yeah. And you see Adam Scott uh-huh. and his wife. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. A slow-mo yeah. running to break, break up, up the, the fight. fight. Uh, yeah. yeah. So now we get back to the house and we see Grandma making a million cookies. And yeah. this is when we hear the news talking about the war on Christmas. Right. And it's honestly, it's not really a thing. Thing. It's like the a it's small not. TV in the kitchen that's on, and yeah. I think they either turn it off or we just focus on the grandma talking as the kid walks in. Mm-hmm. The kid who was in the fight, right? Yeah. But Max. the whole kitchen is covered in like Christmas sweets stuff. and Chris. Yeah, it's uh-huh. not. It's not just cookies, but, but it's like, like everything Christmas. Cookies that take a while to make too. Yeah. Like yeah. she's got lots of different shapes. Gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. Right. Gr- grandma prescribes to the hallmark level of Christmas celebration. Yeah. She does, and then Adam Scott just walks in and says, "Don't spend too much trouble, mom." She already got a bunch from the store. Yeah, she like, already I bought I didn't some just cookies. spend all fucking day making all these cookies. You see right here. If you look at that kitchen, there's conservatively enough cookies and sweets for a family of 35. Yeah. And there's eight of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, she, you don't need to buy cookies. Right. What are you doing? That's a waste of money. I think she was just worried that the mom wouldn't make it. <laughs> she gives Adam Scott the biggest eat, shit, and die look. She yes. really does, yeah. It's amazing. My mom makes a ton of cookies. I help, too. Oh, do you? But yeah, I do, you yeah. help on the chewing up and swallowing side. No, I help. I help. Oh, you help make Are you them. the taste okay. tester? Christmas Michael helps. <laughs> And then I also lick the, the beaters when she's mixing the dough. Oh, I bet you do, Mikey. Oh, <laughs> Christmas Michael's job is no, to make a bigger mess. It's not sexual. All right. So the family's getting home and they're all mad at Max because he started that fight in the Christmas pageant. Yeah. And he's feeling kind of bad because he might have uh, ruined it for some little kids. And well, no, he's no, not feeling really bad. Yeah. He's feeling great because he defended Christmas's honor to the other that's kid true. who was like saying Christmas wasn't real or whatever. So that's why he got in the fight. Yeah. He was defending Christmas. Yeah, he said he didn't want little kids to find out from the other kids, so he yeah. tried to fight them. And then the dad was like, well, did you have to leg drop him? 
He was like, yeah, man. Yeah. This is serious. But I applaud him defending the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, he was just defending the truth about Christmas. And Santa. That they're real. It's all real. Winky blinky. So he's wanting to do a bunch of fun Christmas stuff with his family, but they all have stuff to do. Like Adam Scott. The kid is. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Scott's got to go do hot work, and um, the mom wants to go. Hot work? Like accounting? Anything he does is going to be hot. Hey, look. Accounting is super hot. So anyways, Adam, Adam Scott has to go be super hot in another room. Tony Collette has to hang a picture on the wall. She's also <laughs> getting okay? ready for the family to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see when she hung that picture? After she hung it, she noticed that Santa was checking out her daughter. Right, uh-huh. Underage daughters. Right. Yes. Behind Right. Area. Yeah, you should not do that anyway. Right. But also, <laughs> no. you look at pictures before you hang them, right? Yeah. Or before you order copies of them. That's fair, too. Yeah, but I think she may have just been really stressed out and just that's it. what it is she's like i just got to get this picture but i think this kind of is showing like she cares about the superficial things of christmas rather than like what's underneath definitely yeah. counterpoint who frames any christmas photo people that put a lot of importance on doing the same thing every year and if you noticed mm-hmm. that was like the really? fifth in the sequence yeah. yeah so now max is talking to the grandmother whose name is omi Probably German for grandma. It's probably it probably yeah. is, and she does speak German. Mm-hmm. She does speak some English too, but mm-hmm. she speaks fluent English later. Yeah, but I mean, she just doesn't want to. Yeah, right. So Max has written a letter to Santa Claus, and he's asking Omi if she still believes in Santa. Yes, and she says some stuff in German that I missed. She said Christmas spirit kind of stuff. Yeah, that Santa does <laughs> exist in so much as that he exists in the spirit of the holiday and that sort of thing. Right. Max hadn't <laughs> finished writing the letter to Santa though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's very frustrated with his family's lack of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I find your lack of cheer disturbing. Disturbing. But yeah, right. Opa, or whatever her Omi. name is, Omi. <laughs> Omi, the grandma, is sort of encouraging him to finish the note to Santa and right. send it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, The mom and daughter are arguing because we find out the extended family's coming in, and they yes. are basically like the Cousin Eddie family yes. of Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And she said like she found shit in her bed last night. Actual time. human shit, yeah, yeah. I believe were the words. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which may have been dog shit. That's what the, the theory is. But still, you don't want either one of those things. You don't. No. Speaking as someone who's had both in their beds, Ew. they're very similar. I had a uh, friend of the family who had a baby come over and they were changing uh, a baby on my bed. Ooh. And, well, that's uh, different. That's actual human shit, it's though. It's still Mikey. shit. It's true, but that's like a loophole. The poop hole. Loophole. <laughs> There's difference between a baby accidentally diaper changing poop on your bed between like a full-grown adult male Oh, yeah. No, I agree completely. Down shit in your bed. <laughs> I agree completely. That is a huge power move. It's yeah. like murder in the first degree. <laughs> Manslaughter differences here. Okay. There, yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. So the sister's talking to the boyfriend, and the entire house starts shaking. Yeah, they're like FaceTiming. She's just lamenting about the extended family coming over, and he's right. like, ha, 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 pot. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to, like, the room shaking, uh-huh. and then it cuts to Adam Scott in his office shaking. Mm-hmm. And it's really just the family, the extended family arriving in a right. big truck, I guess. It's yeah. a Hummer H2. Oh, it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's so big, it causes earthquakes. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And everybody is stressed out. Nobody wants to this family to come because they're very stressful. And Tony Collette's like, ugh, and then opens the door and she's got this big smile on her face and I feel your pain, Tony Collette. <laughs> that reminded me very vividly of my mom yelling at my brother and me for running through the house and then the phone rang and she was like, stop running through the house! Hello. (laughs) Yep. I feel like every mom has been there. (laughs) I'm sure. And listen, I'm not saying I wasn't giving my mom reason to scream at me. 
I'm just saying she was able to switch modes very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So the family's coming in and it's Todd Packer from The Office. He was also an anchor man. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. Has, you recognize yeah. him. He, yeah. And I love him because I hate him so much. And yeah, he, he plays is. that annoying guy. He is a he like, bit part person who's mm-hmm. very good at playing that guy. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of riding that line between lovable and I hate him because he's so much of an ass. But let's call him Packer because yeah. that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Allison Tolman, who's been in a bunch of stuff and we love her. She was in Castle Rock. She plays Packer's wife. Yeah, she plays Packer's wife. And then we've got their three kids. And Four. the baby they left in okay. the car. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that, so. <laughs> sorry, that whole exchange also happens in the movie. It does. Where yeah. we meet the first three kids and then they're like, oh yeah, the baby's still in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so they're just real stressful right off the bat and they're kind of making their snide little comments and Todd yeah. Packer like dumps a bunch of presents on Adam Scott and they hand her a macaroni with hot dogs or something, which is so unsophisticated and Tony Collette can't have it in her fancy Christmas. But also they drive a Hummer. So like how unwell off is this family? Yeah, she even says it one point well why don't we have christmas at your trailer next year well she says that to aunt dorothy (laughs) oh okay aunt dorothy may have been in a trailer she might have and surprise aunt dorothy is there right because they didn't know aunt dorothy was coming and tony collette hates aunt Uh dorothy which we'll find out why almost immediately she's an alcoholic and not very nice. Yeah, she's yeah. very... And also, surprise, they brought a dog. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's fine, right? You don't have a cat, right? Right. <laughs> and they don't, so it's yeah. not really that big of a deal, but yeah, it's still but sort of a dick move. Yeah, that's not something you can talk about beforehand or anything, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. it is sort of a dick move. But that uh-huh. dog is awesome. And the dog is pretty awesome. Sort of Cute. a hero. It's yeah. not Cute. snots. There are the two girl cousins who are all pissed off because the Steelers lost, and then right. there's the boy cousin who I don't think he talks through the entire music. I think movie. he has one or two lines. Yeah, and I think he's the little boy in um, Trick or Treat. Uh, the one who where they decorate his head. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, this kid this kid in this movie is just fat boy stereotype. Which he was in Trick or Treat if that is the same yeah. one. Right. Yeah, same guy. So yeah, this family is just very out of place and the family, like the Adam Scott family is not happy to see him and it's so it's just real uncomfortable immediately. Yeah, it's like when you're hanging out with your family. Yeah. Because you grow up with your siblings and Tony Collette and Packer's wife Miss Packer are sisters, right? Right, yeah. So that's like the familial connection. But they're very, very different people and probably haven't hung out much since they lived in the same house. Right. So it's not that they're strangers. They just don't really know each other as adults. Right. And they don't really love where they've ended up. Uh-huh. Well, I actually like their relationship. Like, out of all of the people from their relationships, the best. Like, they, yeah. you can tell that they, like, were they yeah. along growing up. They have, a, they- like, a loving family relationship, but mm-hmm. Tony Collette hates Miss Packer's family. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I want to say too, like I love my family and they're great. But I think one of the things we see in this movie is you can still love your family and also be really stressed out by them. So yeah, families can suck sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, and part of it too is like when it's a Christmas visit, like you want it to be happy and there's like all these expectations of having like this good picture perfect Christmas. And that's just really hard to maintain when there are like underlying things you haven't resolved, you know? Right. And that's what tends to stress me out a lot about my Christmases. because you're forced to spend time with these people and yeah. you're like, I think I don't think we have a good boundary with these people and like I don't right. want, I don't want them to be here or I don't want to be mm-hmm. here. I don't want to be exposed to this. Right, but I still am supposed to open this present and be really happy. Right, right but my now. mom is making me go, so whatever. The good thing about my life, like I'm not going to Christmas this year because I don't want to see some people that are gonna be there. So I'm at a place where I don't have to be there, mm-hmm. which is nice. Well, and one of the 
the things we've been focusing on this year is like me and Corey and our family, like making our own new traditions, you know, because when you grow and change some of the things you've been doing for your entire life, like hanging this picture from the mall on your wall doesn't make sense anymore, you know, and that's that's yeah. when it's time to let it go and start like looking at what you actually want to do on Christmas. Yeah, you know? and you should start doing that. Exactly. And if you don't love your family, find a new family. Yeah, you're you really are not you don't have to spend time with anybody. No, you, you don't do want not. To. Well, no. Jen, and your husband and your kids are like your number one priority. Exactly. So I mean like no one can second guess that. Well yeah, no, I know. Right. It just so what we're saying is if you're lonely and having a sad Christmas, we hear you. And some yeah. of us feel that too and we love you. Just tell your family to listen to this podcast oh, and you God. don't have to have the conversation. Well, you know my And then just don't show up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck are we in this movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the family just got here and stressed everybody out, including Jen. Yeah, the All extended right. family. Yeah. yeah. And so Aunt Dorothy is in here, is here and immediately just... She's the worst. Yeah. She's she, like, where's that eggnog? I uh, need some jollies. Yeah. And looking at all this beautiful decoration that says it looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. And, it does uh, sort of look like that. It though. really does. You yeah. shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked great. I'll say it that. It really did. Yeah. yeah. And if that's something you're into, that's great. Like yeah. some people really love Christmas, decorating for Michael, Christmas. Michael, I love decorating. Yeah. I decorated everything at the office and we I hung garland from everything like that. But yeah. if someone came in and was like, it looked like Martha Stewart threw up in here, I'd punch him in the face. That's when Christmas Michael becomes Mikey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like decorating. We just can't always do it. But we still have Christmas. Christmas still happens even if you don't have everything. Everything matching and everything. Yeah, it's up in the a right day. Way. Yeah, and so it's dinner time, and oh, I feel Tony Collette's pain in this. Yeah, movie because so she couldn't much. make a ham, dude, like an idiot. Well, and I feel like part of what she likes to do is run a dinner party and like make all of this fancy stuff, and I think that's how she's kind of like feeling like she's giving a gift yeah. to her family. She and went above great. and beyond. She really yeah. did. She made them individual creme brulees. That's amazing, and all they're doing that is, is shitting on it. I was super not happy that that blowtorch did not come back oh, in yeah. some way during the fights. Yeah, I wanted to flame some of those gingerbread That men. would have been awesome. Yeah. And I feel like if that's something that you choose to do, that's great. But if like you're doing that out of like your family is expecting you to put on this meal and everything be perfect, then that's when it starts to get toxic. I also don't think they were expecting her to do that. I don't think so That's just something that she likes to do. Which I'm not saying shame on her for wanting to do something nice for her family. It's still something nice for her family. It's just her Christmas love language didn't match up with their Christmas love language. That is exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, because she wanted to do something that they didn't recognize Recognize mm-hmm. because they were just unhappy it wasn't a ham and mac and cheese. Exactly. Right? That sounds like I'm saying she put that on herself, which I guess on some level she did, but she did well, it because yeah. she loves them and wants exactly. them to be happy. Right. Or does she feel an expectation to have everything look a certain way? Well, I think she feels that expectation, but I think she also wants to create a nice space to have Christmas. Yeah. But well, I do think that that's sort of her I think priority. It's debatable. I don't think we can get enough into her character to know, but I, I think Jen's got yeah, a I point. So. I think it's like she wants the perfect Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Or is it she? that's how she does a love thing? It may have been both, yeah. but yeah, I, it, we both. don't go in depth enough, which is one of the things I don't like about the movie. Yeah. The daughter does say at one point that she she just wants this for her pictures. Yeah, she wants because to she look wants like pictures. we had the perfect Christmas. Exactly. And I have tried to create those perfect holidays, and you just can't do it. it you just- know what's more fun? Pictures that shit's going crazy exactly. and you're just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Actually enjoying your holiday. Yeah, that's you more know? fun. So there's so much passive aggressiveness in this dinner because uh, Todd Packer's shaming Adam Scott for being an Eagle Scout, which yeah. being an Eagle Scout is really hard and a huge accomplishment. Well, I mean, that's I mean, debatable. speaking as someone who went through the Scout program, <laughs> it is difficult. Are you an it, Eagle Scout? No, I dropped out because my stepdad, who I hated, became the Scoutmaster. And oh. I was like, fuck this, I'm out and I'm moving. Mm. So you only so, got your Cardinal Scout. 
uh, I became Life Scout. Oh. Which is like two or three rungs below. I love the scouting program, though, but yeah. it's not like super difficult to get badges and stuff. Well, no, but getting your Eagle Scout is like It's an accomplishment, sure. Yeah. Mm, I trade all those badges in for friends. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, Jen. <laughs> I'm not an Eagle Scout. I have lots of friends in show choir. But it, Todd couldn't be an Eagle Scout and a show choir person. Uh, I had to drop out. Yeah. You yeah. had to pick one or the other. Weren't you in marching band, too? I Listen, I had to hone it down to only two reasons I don't have friends. And I chose show choir mm. and marching band. You really shoehorned yourself. Listen, man. Young back there. I was the only one willing to shoehorn me. Yeah, yeah. So Todd Packer's an asshole and they're talking about guns. And, right. And I noticed they peppered in a little bit of the like politics of 2015. Mm. Oh, yeah, they here. definitely did. Then Aunt Dorothy was like, why are we having ham? What exactly. is this fancy, smancy stuff? And honestly, fancy stuff that tastes delicious. <laughs> Listen, I love ham and mac and cheese. I love those things. Mm. But I wouldn't be like, why'd you waste your time making this delicious food? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's Thank just, you for inviting me into your house. Absolutely. I hate everything about it. I could it. have just stayed at home exactly. with my Stouffer's mac and cheese at mm. my trailer. Yeah. Like, this, she's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's dessert time. And I do love that she tells Aunt Dorothy off because Aunt Dorothy's coming in and just giving her shit about that. And she's saying, well, maybe we could go to your trailer and complain about everything in your book shit life. But this is like the start of the family full on fighting exactly. because when she goes and by she I mean Tony Collette because the aunt's not going to get up and do anything to help actually. So Tony Collette goes into the kitchen to flame on the mm. creme brulees. I fucking love creme brulees. They're so good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good. yeah. Anyway so as Tony Collette goes into flame on the creme brulee right. this is when the girls of Packer mm-hmm. steal his Santa note right? and they start reading it. Well I first fact, they're picking on him about like you still believe in Santa that's really childish right. that's because they have the note already right. you're right mm-hmm. they, they stole it earlier they saw it sticking out of his mm-hmm. pocket uh-huh. they, they pull it out they're like you wrote a note to Santa let's read it right. out loud and the yep. note is super nice it like, really he asks is. nothing for himself other than I want Christmases to be like they used to be yeah it's a very sweet letter like he's it like is. I want my mom and dad to fall in love again mm-hmm. yeah I think they just miss each other right, right. I, I miss being in a town with my sister and being close with her I hope things are I want things to be less hard for my uncle's family yeah. and, my right. cousin, and I wish you know my cousins were better mm-hmm. yeah. and it's really honest and like I think this family thinks they're being honest and Aunt Dorothy actually says that but this is what it actually is it's yeah. like I just see everybody's just kind of hurting a little bit and I just wish they wouldn't be you know yeah. that's the that's the true meaning of Christmas it is it is yeah but I'll say that this kid who's probably like 11 or 12 he has insights that take to like year three of therapy to right. get to he's very <laughs> empathetic yeah he has missed his calling at his young age. So Stevie is reading this letter and the last thing that it says is That's one of that, Packer's daughters, right? Right, right. Packer's yeah, yeah, daughters. Okay. Like, apparent, if she doesn't actually read what it says, but she's like, fuck you, dad doesn't wish we were boys. <laughs> I and, do love that yeah. because they are both dressed in full-on camo. They Probably, are, yeah. I still straight up thought they were boys until this scene. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, and, I, that's fair, I think. And one of the things I like about this movie that I think about a lot is that it shows different ways of being a girl, you know? So we've got the sister who's very girly and talking to her boyfriend, and then the girls who from the other family who are really into, like, their other thing. But I think Wrestling but, and football. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. And the dad was kind of pushing them Well, that and that's way, the thing that I don't weird. like about right. it. And also, it's painted as negative right you know and i think that they it looks like they don't i don't know if they would actually choose 
choose that, which is kind of what Tony Collette's doing. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. she actually wants to be this perfect mom or if that's what she feels like she has to be. I you think know, it's the latter. If you're a girl who likes wrestling, that's great. Go yeah. for it. If you like to watch football, do it. But don't do it because you feel like you have to fit this Well, Packard talks about know? his kids, like, training them up to be athletes or whatever. But it's like they have no choice in the matter. Exactly. So I think it's less about their choice of, like, what to be as a woman or yeah. as a guy. And then yeah. it's, like, more of, like, my dad wants me to do this. I got the vibe that it was they were being pushed into it. But I that, I mean, I don't really know that they but go into it enough to know. being pushed into something can look very different, too. Because a lot of times it's not, I want you to play football. It's very subtle things that kids pick up on. That, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he may not be doing it cognizantly, exactly. but he's just doing it because he loves football mm-hmm. and his kids are getting into it because they no, want no, their dad's he was attention. Like, I'm feeding him a lot so he'll be the biggest kid in the state. Well, that was the, for the boy. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but that, I mean, you're still right. right. That's the same as pushing and he might be doing the same sort of thing for his daughter. I think he said some stuff about his girls in wrestling. They were. Yeah. Right. They were like, he was telling them, you call that a reversal? Right, right. Later so on I, in the so movie. I think so he's absolutely, just he's yeah. overtly pressuring them. Yeah. The best thing I ever did was decide that it's okay that I don't like sports. That opened up a whole new world of just me being okay with like being a straight dude that loves musicals and doesn't give a shit who wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I walk a weird line because I, I like playing sports. But I, I love playing sports, I don't like too. watching sports. Exactly. Thank you. Oh, I do. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. you like yeah, you, you You're sports. the only one of the podcast that is involved currently in a fantasy football <laughs> yeah. team. In the fucking playoffs, man. Damn yeah. right. For me, the fantasies I partake in have happy endings. <laughs> Mine but aren't. I did start. <laughs> so yours are more realistic. Yeah, I was like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> All right. So Max now attacks Stevie, who's been reading this letter. Yeah, there's like a like a arms race of food fighting going <laughs> right, on, yeah. and then he does just come around the table and they start fighting. Yeah. So now this is and this is like the Kevin McAllister scene in um, Home Alone too, because they're all staring at him, and he didn't really do anything wrong. They were being dicks. Yeah, they were being horrible to right. him. Right. And so I mean, I, and I don't think that his family is really mad at him. I think they're kind of upset and also stunned by all the thing, like all the truth that just came yeah, out. Yeah, because you know? everyone except for Tony Collette heard because right. she was in the kitchen, but uh-huh. everyone. Everyone else heard this letter. Yeah, and so she walks in while this fight is going on. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Yeah. Who's my creme brulee? <laughs> <laughs> brulee. And so Max is saying, I hate all of you and I hate Christmas and I want you all to go away. Yeah. And so he runs upstairs to his room. Yes. And this is where he contemplates sending his Santa note mm-hmm. or ripping it up and throwing it out the window to get sucked up to the moon. And then he right. says, like, I w- does he say it again? Like, I wish they'd all go away or whatever. I think he does. He, does. Yeah. he says, I want to make my family disappear. Oh. He doesn't actually say that. But <laughs> I mean, he like might that. as well. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But before that happens, Adam Scott comes in and teaches us all a very valuable lesson about how to wear a cardigan. Oh, my God. If you <laughs> think I was not on H&M's website while Ooh. I was watching this scene looking for that cardigan, mm. you are wrong. We had oh, to pause man. the movie so you can mop up the floor after this scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is... And this- <laughs> I didn't hose y'all off. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am man enough to admit when another man is rocking a cardigan. We got the wet dry back over here. I'm I'm keeping the pot (laughs) off clean from y'all's weird celebrity crushes. And so he's talking about like your family and how it's important and we just put up with them because that's what we do and I don't have a good answer for it, but it's just like because that's what your family is, Yeah, which is kind of 
bullshit. It is and it's not, you know? I mean, it's up to you to decide what you want your relationship with your family to be. Absolutely. Right. But, but was, you have control. But. I have members in my family that I don't speak to. Yeah. And I'm not hurt by that at all. It's a decision I've made because they are not welcome in my life anymore. Yeah. And my life is so much better because of that. You're allowed to set boundaries. Yeah, you so are. From a therapy perspective, boundaries are important yes. and are very hard and everyone has different levels and they yeah. change. And it's okay if you're not ready to set those boundaries. Boundaries yet. Yeah, I'm not shaming people who haven't done that. I'm right. just saying that but it's they are okay to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but so he shoots his Santa letter off to the moon. But yeah. that, he rips it up and then <laughs> shoots does. it up yeah, to the yeah. moon. And this is when I had we started talking about what happened to all the letters to Santa, and I have a fun Santa fun fact. About oh yeah, can we go now? Go. Do it now. I am. Yeah, I wrote it in here. So I don't know where all the letters go, but I know there's an address somewhere in Brooklyn that gets a bunch of random Santa letters every year. Like they just get four or five hundred. Really? Yeah, and they think there's. There's a great podcast, The Illusionist, on this, but they think it's because the person who wrote The uh, Night Before Christmas used to live on that block, and so people would send letters to them, and so they try to fulfill them. They set up this charity to try to, oh, like... really? It's awesome. That yeah, is like, awesome. said they got a letter from a kid who wanted a bed. I know. And so they bought him a bed. It was and like people have moved in and out of that house and they've kept their tradition. All right. So the second the pieces of this letter flies out the window, we see dark clouds rolling in and we see a blizzard start and we see like things like the little lights twinkling, but not in a good way. No, like they go out. The lights go out. And house by house starts to go out in a like blackout. Yeah. But it's like their Christmas lights, too. It's really cool. So Max wakes up and there's a giant terrifying snow man in the yard and it is very ominous it really it's, is it looks like a great great snowman but it yeah. is a scary looking snowman well, yeah I, I like the the yeah the, the bent arms the bent arms down like a scarecrow uh-huh. but yeah a snowman. it looks like there's a terrifying monster inside that snow just waiting a yes. snow crow watching a snow crow <laughs> they're the power's out and the mom is super stressed because there are a million people in their house half of them are terrible and they don't have hot water, they don't have phones, they don't have lights, and there's a blizzard out. Right, and Adam Scott does check the phone, and he's like, the phone's even out. Exactly, yeah, Which, yeah. if you still have a landline phone, they actually work when your power's out normally. Yeah, unless be... the, land, the lines go down. Yeah. Right. Well, and they said that their neighbors are all out of town, like home alone. They mentioned a noodle incident, which is a reference to Calvin and Hobbes. Is it? It is, yeah. They mention a noodle incident in Calvin and Hobbes, but they never say what it is. But, but uh, yeah, so this is when the daughter of Tony Collette and Adam Scott's like, hey, let me go check on my boyfriend. Right. He's only four blocks away. I'll just mm. go check and I'll come back. Right. And because I've texted of, him seven times and it's been three minutes and he hasn't responded yet and that's not normal. That's not normal, guys. It's not normal. Dude, you got to check on people like that. Yeah, so she goes to do her welfare check and they reluctantly let her go. They do, yeah, because teen's got a teen, you know? Right. And so while she's out there, <laughs> there a delivery man comes up to the door and gives them something. We don't really see what it's it is. It's just a package, yeah. Right, but we see two evil-looking packages on the door, and we don't know where they came from. One's a Santa sack. Yeah, right. must have been the guys in brown. Zip. So anyway, the packages come, the daughter mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah, and she's walking to the boyfriend's house. Yeah. And um, I would be okay no. in this blackout. I think I would just be playing with that cute baby. Yeah. And drinking hot chocolate. Yeah. And then we're drinking hot chocolate. Because grandma making hot chocolate in the fireplace. Because hot chocolate makes everything and better. And that's what she says. It yeah. makes everything better. Now, I offer a counterpoint. Hot Make apple too. cider is what actually makes everything better. Right. But that's not true. It's really hot chocolate. Yeah. Hot chocolate. She had marshmallows <laughs> and chocolate, extra chocolate to go into the hot chocolate. Holy shit. Marshmallows, marshmallows and hot chocolate. So the family's drinking hot chocolate. And everything's the, better. 
daughter now. Right. The right. daughter is walking to her boyfriend's house. She's walking house. down the street, and it's a frozen hellscape. Yes, it is. And, and now she, it's dark. Well, it's getting darker. Yeah. yeah. It's still not quite dark. It's, it's more like dusk. stupid daylight savings time. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's fucking 428 right now, and it's, the sun is down. I, I feel like it's midnight. E- I think they just exist in the rare exports universe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Where the, it gets dark when it's convenient for the plot. Plot-driven you know? light devices. Yeah. I feel yes. like that's how my life's going. That's why it's dark all the time. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> My soul lives in the rare exports universe. <laughs> Once the winter solstice passes, we'll get more daylight, Mikey, and your life will get better. Yeah. <laughs> oh you my sound God. like my horoscope. <laughs> well, I mean, those are all facts, though. The, the winter are. solstice exists. Wait, wait, my life's really going to get better? No, that was the lie. Um, <laughs> but the daughter's walking in the street and she mm-hmm. sees a hooded figure. She does. Jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. It's, it's Krampus. Yeah. But she doesn't know what it is yet. She has no idea. Yeah, because we so haven't she, had the grandma exposition dump yet. Right. So she screams and runs away and Krampus yeah. starts jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. And it is really creepy. It is really mm-hmm. creepy. But you would think if he was wanting to close the distance between him and her, he'd run at her. Yeah. It's almost like he can't step on ground the, he can only step on a rooftop it's because she was like the floor is lava yeah, yeah. oh and that makes it real so the he can't yeah. On, yeah the snow's lava except unless that snow was on a rooftop yeah, yeah. loophole if you believe it's true <laughs> anyway i think Krampus just wants to fuck with her though oh i think he is yeah, yeah. and she, he she runs towards the dhl truck she does because uh-huh. sponsorship money was paid yes and so she gets under that truck when she realizes the driver is now frozen to death he's terrible frozen mm-hmm. and then you hear a big boom. yeah and Krampus walks around with his hooves. He does. Hooves and chains, too. Mm-hmm. I 1,000% thought that she was going to get dragged out from uh-huh. under this thing. And she doesn't. Nope. It is very, like, tense. And then the mm-hmm. second you think she's going to get dragged out mm-hmm. when she's doing those, like, looking to the left uh-huh. or looking to the right. And you think, oh, there's going to be a jump scare here. Yeah. No jump scare. Right. Yeah. And that terrifies me because it like heightens it up uh-huh. another level of scared. Because what are they going to do? Right. You know they're going to do something. Yeah. And, and what, what they, they do is a jack in the box. It is, but it's God, super You guys creepy. are so over dramatic right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, Who's in Chains is the name of my sex tape. Ooh. <laughs> if you're both consenting adults, I'm That's true. into it. It's Christmas Michael's sex tape. All right. So the jack in the box is evilly opening up and a tiny little evil clown opens up and then she just starts screaming and it cuts away yeah she gets ejaculated oh wow can i leave that joke in i don't know she gets pulled away by a jack-in-the-box we're trying to make a joke that's safe so listeners but that actress is too young yeah (laughs) guys here are the elements girl box jack-in-the-box you make the joke that way it's on you yep if this is not your first episode you probably know what we're thinking about (laughs) she dies she's dead yeah yeah. The right. Inception-esque ending aside, she does die here. Okay. We don't see her again. All I want to say is that Tony Collette has a horrible track record for keeping her daughters alive in movies. Yep. So it cuts so back Adam's, to the house. Yep. And um, Adam Scott's dreamily looking out the window. And then Tony Collette, luckiest woman on earth, goes to sit down next to him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying there's nothing out there. All they can see is the blizzard. Beth should be home right now. But yes. she puts her head on his shoulder and she says she misses us. And yeah. And really sweet. I thought it 
was sweet too. It is, man. This is a sign that pretty much what he asked for in the letter is going to take place over the course of the rest of the movie. Right. But it's also going to take place at a time when everything's falling apart. Exactly. It might be a murder. Yeah. Which is kind of how life happens, you know? Sometimes when you let go of that control, things work themselves out. Oh, I thought you were trying to insinuate that as you die, you get what you want. (laughs) (laughs) You make a good point, but then, you know, they're also doing this as each of them gets murdered one by one by Christmassy things. But I do like that that we see the family, like we see these more human moments. Yeah, absolutely. Once they've kind of let go of this idea of what Christmas is supposed to be, they start to kind of connect. And we see that with the sisters too, you know? Yes. So Packer and Adam Scott now are driving in the Hummer to get Beth. Right, they're just going to go look for her. Right, right. And the grandma didn't want them to go. She was really scared. And she said in German, a bunch don't go. Right. And more or less, we got to keep the fire hot and Uh everyone has to stay here. Right, exactly. And so they are going out in this jacked up, gunned up Hummer and it's super snowy and they see a snow plow. It is a snow plow. plow. Yeah, Yeah. it's the yellow, the orange light on top. The big thing to take away from this thing is that they're like, looks like he hit something and flew out the glass, the, the front. But they're like, no, the glass is punched in. She's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get a flashlight rifle. That's pretty cool. And we find out this Hummer, all their money is going into this Hummer and all the guns. I'll just say this, Jen. It's a flashlight shotgun. Oh, pardon me. A rifle is very different from a shotgun. Is Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yes. You learn something new. And he he hands Adam Scott this like 357 Magnum. He's like, gee, you brought all these guns? And she's like, he's like, that's my wife's gun. Yeah, that's that's funny (laughs) because it's a huge gun. It is. Yeah. I also hate the trope of like liberals not knowing how to hold guns. Do you see how he's holding that gun like Mm -hmm. upside down? I hate that. Yeah, because you can have opinions about who should and should not have guns and still know how to operate a gun. Liberals can also own guns. Right, and they do. So the back of the house and Tony Collette and the mom are talking about the angel on top of the tree and they hear a bunch of noises on the roof and they're saying, oh, it must be squirrels. Right. And the grandma's scared and she keeps looking up the chimney. Uh, So now Adam Scott and Packer are back in the boyfriend's house and it's winter hellscaped inside. Yeah. And there's a butcher knife through a gingerbread man on the fridge. But we're going to find out. That probably saved someone's life. Well, and Packer well, even not says because really, they're all dead. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Packer even says whoever did this is a sadistic person or whatever. A sadistic motherfucker. Is he like chomps on the leg? Yeah, he's yeah. eating the leg of the gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. That gingerbread man looked good because it's not like thin. It, it was like fluffy. It was like yeah. fluffy on the inside. Yeah, that's what it was, like, you want, A hard man. crust. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So now they see that the chimney is all fucked up too. It's been cracked open. Must have been a gas explosion. It must have been. And yeah. there are giant hoof prints in the snow. Right. So now they're hearing screaming and they run out into the snow and something bites Packer's leg and pulls him under the snow. This is 1000% the first scene in Jaws. It's snow Jaws. It looks exactly like that. He gets pulled around like that girl in the Uh first scene in Jaws. It is Jaws. But Adam Scott shoots whatever the snow Jaws. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And then it burrows away and he saves Packer's life. Yeah. Just like Han Solo saves Lando Calrissian from the Sarlacc pit. He shoots it. Am I hitting your nerd buttons just right, guys? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I had friends when y'all watching high school. I, no, mean, I love Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, I knew Mikey was on my side. Yeah, yeah. You were the one shaking your head. Yeah, I was having sex while you guys were watching Star Wars. Why am I the only one that gets shit on every time? <laughs> you guys are like the worst. That's the only pit you saw for a long time, huh? Rose, Mikey. Well, he's, not, he's not wrong. But now the car is destroyed, this giant Hummer, and I love it because he just says, Lucinda! That's like the name of his home. Imploring the heavens. Yeah. Imploring the heavens. Oh. So Tony Collette now wants to go find them. Yeah. But not so fast because they busted in. And so now Packer and Adam Scott, who's dreamily covered with snow, are walking in and explaining everything that's now this happening. Was- 
Adam Scott's man up moment out there. Oh, so yeah. He comes back and he's large and in charge, and Packard mm-hmm. is like letting him make the decisions down. Right. Because his legs got all fucked. Yeah, his, he's legit injured. And Packard's right. freaking out a little bit, and then Adam Scott's like, don't. Not now's not the time. Not, not on my kids. watch. Yeah. yeah. So they send all the kids into the kitchen and they send the older women in there too. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just the aunt. It was the aunt and the grandma. Oh, okay. Because okay. she can't trust that aunt. She's gonna get them all drunk. She tries. All right, and the mom grabs a huge hand axe. Uh, a real axe. Which is, it was a real axe. Just an axe, everyone. Please. <laughs> so I know what me. a hand axe is. Welcome to our podcast. We know nothing about weapons. <laughs> <laughs> now the parents are making a plan. Packer doesn't have a lot of ammo, but Adam Scott thinks the best bet is to stay there. Yeah. And everyone in the kitchen overhears them. And I think this is kind of one of the moments where they're like, okay, look, we're all in on this plan together. We've got to just batten down and stop pretending everything's fine. Yeah, absolutely. It is 100%. Let's do what Grandma says. She says, keep the fire hot. Mm -hmm. Stay in that front room. Right. And that's what they do. Yep. Let's watch a movie. Mm -hmm. On their iPad that has... You know, just one charge on it. You can't charge it again. Yeah. So Packer and Adam Scott are now talking and they're boarding up the windows. And Packer is saying, thank you for saving my life. And I'm sorry I for all these years I thought you were a spineless dick. And there's another terrifying snowman in the yard. Yeah. Like they're multiplying. Now Max comes up and asks Adam Scott if they're all going to die. And he's like, well. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So they're all asleep in the living room. Yep. And Silent Night is slowly playing. And the battery is at 1%. And the fire also is at 1%. Yes. Because it goes out. <laughs> yeah. As Silent Night starts playing, the fire goes out enough that they can then be attacked. Right. Yeah. And we start hearing giggling. Oh, man. Yeah. This was so creepy. This was creepy. Yeah. We're hearing giggling coming across the roof and then down the chimney. And then we see a big hook. Yeah. It's like Candyman. Yeah. Until we start to see a right. chain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little gingerbread guy just hanging out on that chain. He's adorable. He kind of is for yeah. a moment. And so, of course, the kid, the brother who doesn't talk at all. He's like, no, let's just be honest with what happens here. I smell a cook. This guy was a fat <laughs> stereotype. Yep. Yeah. Mikey, are you all right? You got real passionate right now. I just did. It's kind of a dick move. It kind of is. It's what, very What, to make the fat kid be the one who gets killed by this? Yeah. But yeah, the fat, it is. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's one of the tones in this movie that I don't love. I feel like it kind of leans in a little bit to the meanness of stereotypes, yeah. you know? Like, I think one of the other kids should have died by this. Like, one of the younger ones. Like, the baby. Uh, yeah, I wanted one of the other kids to <laughs> So let me just go. Let me just get you on the record as saying that you would rather the baby have died here. I don't think it's possible for anyone else to grab at a gingerbread thing attached to a chain that's jiggling with giggles and be killed by it except for a baby. But like if Cookie Monster was a character, he could die this way. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be okay. Yeah. And they pretty much code the fat kid as Cookie Monster. They do. Yeah. Yeah. We know this bad idea, but me love cookie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he goes and takes a bite out of this gingerbread cookie. And then the gingerbread's like, oh, it wakes up. Me. And yeah. it comes alive and it wraps the chain around him and pulls him up the chimney. And so this is when everybody starts to wake up. And Tony Collette yeah. goes and grabs his legs. Because they hear the Marley and Marley chain. They he do. gets sucked up the Whoa. chimney. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Tony Collette runs over and grabs his legs. And then she starts to get sucked up the chimney. And then Adam Scott's goes and grabs her legs uh-huh. like a barrel of monkeys. Right. As the family starts to grab everybody. And then they start mm-hmm. to pull him out. It's like this wrestling back and forth. Right. And they eventually like get everyone except for the original boy who yeah. does Max. get taken. But mm-hmm. also they kick a log out from the fire right. and the tree catches on mm-hmm. fire. So now there's another distraction and we can see a lot more clearly. too. Right. And Max. 
Max goes at Adam's behest mm-hmm. to get a fire extinguisher, yeah. and he puts out the fire. Right. That is Christmas. And Tony Collette in the fireplace sees the gingerbread cookie alive. Right, yes. trying to like menace her in her face. Man, yeah. I loved when they took the fat kid up the chimney, and his mm-hmm. dad goes up there, and he's like, ah! and then his shoe hits the dad right uh-huh. in the face. I mean, I laughed. But it's yeah. also sad, too. Yeah, you know? fat kid fishing is sad. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, his son's gone, too. Yeah. So now, (laughs) Grandma lights the fire again, and he's saying it's all of our faults, and it's coming for all of them. And then we get the grandma flashback. Yeah, and she starts speaking English in this The Omi exposition done. Thank God. Listen, I don't love subtitles. So now we get the grandma flashback. Yes, and it's all, like, interesting animation. I didn't hate it. I kind of liked it, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it's an old-timey village in probably Austria, I think. I don't know if they ever actually Germany. It's post-war Germany. That's why it's it's all bombed out. It is post-war Germany. It reminded me of the Deathly Hallows scene from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows when Mm -hmm. it goes to that animation style as they're explaining what the Deathly Hallows are. It reminds me of that same animation style, same cutaway to the past. Mm -hmm. It just felt like that to me, which I'm on board for. I liked it. So anyway, Grandma said her village was post-war Germany, so they, they've lost their Christmas spirit. Also, right. they did a lot of like war crimes. Yeah, and they were yeah. rationing. Like The, the yeah. scene is her getting a loaf of bread, and then the town sort of attacking her and taking and it from her. Then she went yeah. to her parents for Christmas mm-hmm. stuff, right. and her Christmas her parents ripped up her Santa doll, so she wished everybody went away. Right, and so she didn't, she tore up the Santa Claus letter in her mm-hmm. heart. Right. right. Yeah. And then and Krampus, Krampus came. Yeah. Right. Krampus yeah. came and took the whole village and killed everyone, and then right. left the Krampus spell for her. At the end, she pulls out a real Krampus spell. Which At was, the end of the cutaway. Right. right. Which was pretty cool. Right. It was. Krampus had came to punish, not to give, but to take. And he and his helpers. And so we see kind of a little gingerbread man in the shadow. Yeah, yeah and elves. Right. And yeah. yeah, a lot of other things. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I like that we see him like this first. Like, we haven't really gotten a clear shot of him yet. So she was the only one left, and they left her to be a reminder of what happens when hope is lost and when your Christmas spirit dies. Right. And Todd Packer's a dick about it, and he doesn't believe her. Well, in his defense, that's a pretty ridiculous Well, I don't think I believe her either. Yeah. Tony Collette, she looks really weird, and she's like, Adam Scott's like, do you believe that story? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't know what I believe anymore because I saw some shit in that chimney. I do, yeah. Gingerbread man just tried to eat my face. (laughs) Yeah. So Todd Packer is about to go out and try to get his son with his gun, but he goes out and like takes two steps in there terrible menacing snowmen around yeah, there's a shitload of them there are and there are also the little creepy snow crow builders behind yeah, the, the snowmen the yeah. like menacing yeah. and being super creepy yeah. and tony collette pulls them all in and was like don't open the fucking door yeah no yeah. one goes outside and adam scott says we need to keep the fire hot so he just stands next to it for the next hour because he's Lord. the hot mikey uh-huh. all right let me get the hose <laughs> he gets Admit the fire it. hot he's in my hot. heart but Woo! anyway at this point, this movie just goes batshit. It's, yeah, it it's off does, the rails. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Scott has a plan, and their plan is very similar to The Mist. They're going to try to get out to that snow plow yes. and then just plow through all the snow and follow behind until they can get to either a police station or the mall right. because they've seen Dawn of the Dead. Right. And they've also seen The Mist, so they know they're just going to keep going until right. they find somebody. So Adam Scott's going to go to the plow, and they're uh-huh. going to follow behind in the car. Because that's his name, man. Mr. Plow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we've been seeing these presents and they're starting to make these creepy noises. Yes. And so now Stevie and Jordan are walking upstairs and they hear, I think they hear Howie, who was the brother they got sucked up. Yeah, I think they do. They yeah. get a fat yeah. brother. And so they get lured up there and then we hear them screaming and Tony Collette grabs an axe and I guess they all grab their guns. And so they go upstairs oh. and they hear a bunch of weird noises and for a while they're just walking around hearing weird noises and With looking like at- flashlights. Yeah, yeah. mysterious. Yeah. Christmas 
but also evil stuff. And they got lured up to the attic. They yes. did get lured up to the attic, which was where um, the sister, Linda, had been looking at presents. Well, it's also where Linda had taken the big sack of presents. Mm. Yeah, she was going to go rewrap the presents that were damaged by the fire. Yeah. So that's where those presents are. But those presents aren't presents. Those presents are evilness. Evil. Yeah, yeah. they're evil presents. Right. So they're up there listening for the girls who are screaming, trying they to do. find out where they are. But once they get into the attic, you don't really hear that anymore. But you hear like creepy Jack in the Box uh-huh. music. And but we don't see anything. Sounds. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, so- Dude, when the Jack in the Box sits up and you see just feet of the girl going into the Jack in the Box throat, it uh, that weirded me out. The Jack in the Box was terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Because Dude, the it's jaw? Now- yeah. Ugh. It's got a predator mouth. That's yes. what it yeah. reminds me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a giant jack-in-the-box made of porcelain, but with a predator mouth that's eating this dog. It's like a Gross. snake, because it's got yeah. the little box, the big body, and then the big head mm-hmm. with the yeah. big mouth. Yeah, and he's just kind of like working the rest of the daughter through. Oh, it's terrible. And so Adam sh- Adam Scott shoots it. Now, a lot of this is going kind of back and forth, so right. I'm going to talk about the Todd Packer thing, because this I really like this part. Packer is still downstairs, mm-hmm. and he hears some foolishness happening in the kitchen. He does. So he walks over there. No, he doesn't hear anything. He gets shot in the leg four times uh, by a nail gun. With nails, yeah. yeah. And he is like chased around by three gingerbread men who were like shooting at him with a nail gun mm-hmm. this in would the be kitchen. my preferred antagonist. In a gingerbread film. men? Yeah. They I were mean, pretty great, man. Yeah. I mean, I would eat the shit out of them. So I would like take one, bite its head off, yeah. spit out the pieces of its head onto the other gingerbread men and be like, I eat a lot and I am your new god. Yeah. <laughs> what if I, it shoots with a nail gun? Well, they he ran on, they ran out of nails. They did. They only had oh. one clip. I really wanted one of them to do the Shrek line of "Eat me." <laughs> I love that line in Shrek. Anyway, so he eventually is like down in the corner. He has a wood cutting board in front of his face, right? And these nails are like sticking into it, into it, into it. Mm-hmm. And then he hears them not be able to shoot anymore, so he uh-huh. starts to like pull his shotgun out and he uh-huh. shoots them, and he hits something that explodes. He hits one of their heads and explodes. Yeah, I but think- then the other one is power move, jumping at him with a candy cane shiv. Yes, to stab him right in the Christmas, and then. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. But then saved Ugh. the saved by the dog, Rosie. Yeah. A whole lot of Rosie takes a whole lot of bite out of that he does. gingerbread man. Yeah, and we don't even see it. We just notice that he doesn't get stabbed and then yeah. there's the dog just sitting pretty just like, over there. Yep. Thanks, Rosie. I relate to that. I think my dog would tear the crap out of that stuff. Yeah, your yeah. dog would have saved you from all the gingerbread no, Any creature, really. Yeah. Yeah. Any edible creature <laughs> yeah. is toast. <laughs> or if it's not edible, she just throw it up half an hour later. <laughs> my dog eats a lot of stuff. She is insane. Yeah. Well, so now we're back in the attic. And right. we look. there's just a bunch of chaos going on. And we look up and there's a gigantic clay angel on the ceiling. And she attacks Tony Collette. She does, like, jumps yeah. on her. And this is one of the most scary parts of the movie for me, I think, because I didn't love it. things are just right in her face. Yeah. And there's also a huge teddy bear with really sharp teeth. It becomes a- Five Nights at Freddy's. If you've yeah. seen that, it's like stuffed animals attacking things that are like evil stuffed animals. Yeah. It looks like that. Mm. I hate it. I, could, yeah. I couldn't play that game. Man. So Linda's getting attacked by a teddy bear. I haven't seen that. Is it a movie? Yeah. It's a video game. It's oh, like a kid's game. How dare you shame me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a kid's game. I can't play scary games. Aww. So Linda is getting attacked by the teddy bear. Tony yes. Collette is getting 
getting attacked by the gigantic angel. And then Adam Scott gets stabbed by this evil looking transformer type thing, yeah. which I kind of liked multiple too. times. Yeah. Like he is getting shivved in the back mm-hmm. by a transformer for the better part of a minute, but not too right. deep. No, I mean, they're just shallow yeah. cuts. Yeah. yeah just, just a tip. <laughs> and so, um, so he can't get pregnant. Right. Yeah. Oh, That's scientific fact. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so Linda's looking over and this bears on top of her and she turns over and she sees her other daughter laying on the ground and then she gets her mom strength and she flips over on this bear and stabs it yeah, in the eye. She goes all mama bear style. She stabs does. Her in the eye. Mama bear yeah. takes out the evil bear. Yes. Yeah. And then she gets the gun and she shoots whatever is trying to menace Tony Collette because she's been strung up by the neck with Christmas right. lights. Yeah. And she's hanging from the attic rafters. Yeah, she cuts her down as she runs to the daughter mm-hmm. and saves Adam Scott too. She saves everybody. She yeah, does. She, she saves everybody. She goes badass and saves everybody except she can't get the jack-in-the-box. She can't get the jack-in-the-box because it's crawled through a vent. Yeah, like an air vent. Right, exactly. This house has the biggest air vents, by the way. Right. But she does go to her other daughter who is just like... She coughs up some liquid. It's like a green liquid. She does. It's and Christmas liquid. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. You all know what Christmas liquid is. Of course. Is. Yeah. yeah. Listeners. And so they're all okay and they're all like relaxing, but not so fast because the evil Transformer's still there. So Tony Collette has to die hard shoot it. And she does. She does. I love the look they share. I do too because Adam, Scott, and Adam is Scott into it. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, ooh. Yeah. You want to die hard me? Yeah. <laughs> so we're back in the living room and now we're hearing noises on the roof. And what they're saying is we boarded all these windows up. So now this jack-in-the-box is stuck. And the jack-in-the-box is stuck, and right. they release Rosie into the air vent. They do. And we hear, like, madness happening in the air vent, mm-hmm. and I think Rosie dies. I yeah, they're all Rosie dead. might die. Yeah. yeah, because we don't see Rosie again, and we, we hear don't. what sounds sort of like whimpering. Exactly, yeah. And then the jack-in-the-box falls through the ceiling. Uh-huh, but it's still gonna fuck you up, because it's not dead yet. No, it's not. But before that... Packer says, your favorite line. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Packer's like, what happened up there? And she's like, you don't want to know. And he's like, I just got my ass kicked by Christmas cookies. <laughs> Believe me, I can handle it. Right. And honestly, if you would come at me and I had been like an actor that had done famous shit. And if you had told me I got to say that in the movie, I would have said yes to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That and shoot all Santa's on sight. Uh-huh. I'd be in that shitbag movie Look, if I got to say that. I'm writing a new ha- Christmas horror movie. <laughs> shoot all Santa's on sight. Called shoot all Santa's on sight. It's called shoot all Santa's on sight. Sign me up. I'll play whatever character you want me to say. As long as I get to say the or title just, of the I'm going to the outline stages right now, but right, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'll get you the first 30 pages. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like chaos because the bear's now back in play. Yeah. I mean, and, all of the animals that right. were attacking them upstairs. The But they're downstairs he- now. Yeah. The yeah. Hell Angel, the Five Nights at Freddy's Bear, the mm-hmm. Jack in the Box are right. now wreaking havoc down there. So Aunt Dorothy just shotguns them both and kills them. And she's about to finish it with the Jack, Jack in the, the Box, box yeah. I think. But not so fast because it's elf time. Yes. And they hear a bunch more noise. I do love when Aunt Terrible shoots the angel. It goes right into the wreath. Uh-huh. I love that. I did too, yeah. And that's just one of those things where like, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be funny, funny, mm-hmm. or if it's supposed to be scary, scary. It's right. like in this weird middle ground that I don't think absolutely works. Right. It's not bad though. And so they hear a horn. Because the elves are coming in and they start menacing everybody. They pick up the baby and run out the window with the baby. They literally break down the window uh-huh. into that front living room. No one really freaked out that they took the baby. The no, they is. do. The she mom is, like, is like reaching like out for her baby. baby. Yeah. But Packer is like h- sort of holding her back because mm-hmm. if she moves up too much, 
he'll move up and get stabbed by the L. Right. And that's kind of what happens because, yeah, uh, yeah, he gets sucked out the window, too. And Dorothy's Mm -hmm. got chains around or she gets pulled out the window. And Dorothy's exit out that window was like slapstick funny. She may as well Uh have said, see you now, motherfuckers. And like, (laughs) it even makes like the whoop sound effect that she gets pulled out. And it reminded me of Gremlins when she goes out the window in that chair. Absolutely. Yeah. Except not as fun. Almost (laughs) as fun. I love that death. (laughs) So good. All right. And so now they hear a horn. And all the elves run out. Yes. And so their plan now is they're going to get to the snowplow. But they hear a big bang, which may or may not be the plow king coming, except it's not because it's up on the housetop that's playing. Right. Yeah. And they're getting their coats on and everyone's holding on to each other. And they open the door and they walk out, but not everyone. Grandma stays because she's got a face down Krampus. She tells Max. Be good. And she closes the door and mm-hmm. they start to beat on the door like they're trying to go back and get her. Yeah. I guess forgetting that the window that's two feet to their left is completely broken down. Right. And you could just walk in that. Yeah, window. that part didn't really work. So grandma's walking back to the fireplace about to make her final stand against Krampus and reclaim her childhood. And this is where you see Krampus come down the chimney. You do. Yeah. It's and I love how they reveal this too. I think it looks really cool because the fireplace starts to crack and then we slowly see his claws. And then we see his horns coming out from over the top of the chimney. And then he climbs out of the chimney and he's like this old hunched man faced goat. He looks like a demon wearing a human Santa face. Yeah. Yeah. You might say a mask because the mouth is just hanging agape Uh and never moves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only part of Krampus I don't love. And I kind of wish it had been more like the Muppets Christmas Carol where you can't really see his face. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really liked it. I thought it was creepy. I thought it was really creepy. I I think it's effective. I just Mm -hmm. don't like the imagery of a face hanging open. I'm not crazy about the face, but everything else I loved. So they are now going to enact the plan of Adam Scott going to get the bulldozer and then plowing out of town. They are, because Grandma has gotten sacked by Krampus. Yeah, now Adam Scott and all the rest of the people that are surviving at this point are Uh running for the the plow. The snow plow. The snow plow. And they run into snow jaws. They do, yeah, yeah. And Adam Scott says, go on ahead, I'll face down snow jaws on my own and I'll I'll snow jaws myself to let you go. Right. Um, and, and he so, has a very touching moment with his wife. He does, and yeah. And then he shoots snow jaws enough that they can get away, and then uh-huh. he gets sucked into the snow. But he closes his eyes for just a minute and accepts his fate, and it's really yeah. sad. It is really sad. Dude, the shot of him getting sucked into the snow mm-hmm. is ominous. I know. Yeah. yeah, and this was the moment, I think, the first time I watched it where I was like, fuck, they're going to kill everyone in this family. And everyone does die. They do, yeah. yeah. And so he, but he's let them get away, but just for a second, because as soon as they get to the snow plow, Aunt Linda gets pulled down into the snow, too. Yeah. And she's like, go away, go away. And then the mom, Tony Collette, gets pulled down. Yeah, everyone gets pulled in. And then you're just like, okay, well, there's like a 14-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy, Mm -hmm. and they can't get the truck started because they don't know how to drive automatic. Well, yeah, (laughs) he says, I can't drive stick. And I think you were like, can you drive at all? You're like 12. (laughs) A car, let alone a snowplow. Right. Yeah. Well, so, of course, the snowplow doesn't go anywhere. Right. And And then they get pulled out by the elves. They do. The elves all all attack the car. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's just Max. And then Krampus comes Mm -hmm. and he presents Max with his bell. Yep. Wrapped in his note that he ripped up. Yeah. It's a real power move. It is. And we hear voiceover from Grandma saying he left me as a reminder of what happens when the Christmas spirit dies. Yeah. 
implying that he's going to let Max survive. But that's not how Max's story is going to end on his watch. Yeah, Max runs after Krampus. He yes. does. He runs into their snow sacrifice circle or something. Something like that. Yeah. They're loading up the Krampus's sled. And oh, then, oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's what uh-huh. he's doing. So the elves are getting all, they're all packing up their shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and then Max comes, throws his bell and says, hey, assholes. Right. Give me back my family. Yeah. And he throws the Krampus bell at Krampus, but Krampus is not going to have it because the ground now starts to open up. It opens up in. where the, the bell, bell is. The bell mm-hmm. sucked into the snow. Yeah. And it turns into the mouth of hell. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And Krampus is standing on top of it just laughing evilly. <laughs> yeah. And so Max, like <laughs> so Max walks up with a stick and he says, please, I know you can fix this. And he says, take me instead. And then Krampus, we get like a real close up on his red eyes and he does the Terminator 2 thing where he takes his claw and he like picks up his tear and he says, I know now why you cry. That's not what he says. It's not what he, he says. He laughs in his fucking face. Yeah, so doesn't he, does. he throw the other girl off into the hell first? Yes, he does. He does. Well, yeah. he does well, it, but his elves do. Yeah. Yeah. He starts laughing. He's like, fuck your apology. Yeah, he's like, wrap it up, boys. Yeah. <laughs> throw throw <laughs> yeah. her real quick. <laughs> right. And then he picks Max up and he's holding him over hell. And Max says, "I." he apologizes again. He said, I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be. Mm-hmm. And then drops him into hell. And he gets golemed into hell. Yeah, I was thinking of Hans Gruber. That's what he gets yeah. for living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Christmas is never going to be like it used to be because like it used to be is a memory. And you're in the present right yeah. now. And yeah. also when you look back on events in your life, you might remember them better than they actually were. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think what he wanted was his family to yeah. be kind to each other and to love each other and for some of these problems to be solved. Yeah, what an asshole. But exactly. Yeah. I know, Fucking man. Dick. That yeah. note was so sweet. <laughs> it was super that was sweet. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. Max is great. So he you is. think the movie's over, but... But not so fast because he wait, we see a white screen mm-hmm. and then we zoom in and it's Max's room not destroyed by Krampus and he falls out of bed. Yeah. And he looks out his window and he sees that there's snow all over the place, but not in a weird, evil yeah, way. And no. Neighbors are there. No evil right. snow. Right. Men, yeah. everyone's there yeah, yeah so they, he goes downstairs mm-hmm. and they're all sitting around the christmas tree and it's just this really happy scene yeah they're being just nice all been a dream time. yeah yeah and it's like they've learned all the lessons of the movie and yep. can now continue their life with happy christmas and they're know? just opening presents and max is hugging his mom and his dad they and got hot chocolate yeah because you know, hot chocolate makes yeah. everything better. it does right. and it did but max opens his gift and it turns out that it's the krampus bell it is <sighs> dun 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 what and then everybody starts looking at the bell and starting to look concerned. And we hear everybody's voiceovers yeah. about like everything that they had said from all the things before. And, and the way they are looking makes it look like they can hear their own voiceovers. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. I thought it was trying to like show that they're all remembering what happened. Uh-huh. Right. And then the grandmother we're hearing say he came not to give but to take. Yeah. And then we hear more Christmas music. Santa Claus is coming to town. But it's ominous because they all have that look on their face. Yeah. And then it starts to zoom out. Yep. And you realize that this is the last episode of the TV show Saint Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And it all took place inside a fucking snow globe. Are there trapped? Well, it's in Krampus is putting the snow globe Oh, the yeah. Show. I yeah. mean, they're trapped in the snow globe. Yeah. But from the time the storm came up, they've been in a snow globe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of different interpretations of that, and we can talk about that. But are bef- there? Okay. Yeah, and I'll link an article with okay, a couple cool. of them, too. But so, yeah, they're all collected in the snow globe of Krampus's lair, and then we back out, and then more of the toys jump out as a last little yeah. scare, which I kind of like. It is yeah, sort okay. of campy and fun. It and is. Silly, and it's but- not really a stinger trying to scare you. I think it's just a, hey, here's all our toys. Yeah. You know? Right. 
And that's the movie. And that's the movie. Roll credits. Yeah. So having talked about it, what did you guys think about it? I really liked it. I, I still feel the same way. I loved it. I okay. Just, I think the ending ruined it for me. I, I just don't think it's scary, scary, and it's not funny, funny. It's like in this weird middle ground that I just uh-huh. didn't like. I think they had that theme problem. And then I think the end was too just either dark. It, it didn't fit with. It's just like the rest of the problems. Like if they had an ending of like they all remember what happened. And so they like learned their lessons and then like continued with their perfect Christmas day. And they're like, well, that was crazy. Like knowledge right. that happened and then moved on. But instead, it's like we're trapped in a snow globe forever, blah, blah, blah. So right. I didn't really feel that that met the theme. I, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't work. It just didn't. All the pieces didn't click for me. Yeah. And it bothers me still. It's like that puzzle that gets torn out quite a little bit yeah. wrong and the pieces just don't quite fit together. But so did you guys interpret the ending that they are stuck in the snow globe in snow globe hell forever? Yeah. Yes. So I've heard that interpretation and I can see it. But I mean, that's what the movie shows you. Well, kind of. But I mean, I think you could also look at it as this like snow globe is like the portal and Krampus is going to keep watching them to see if they actually have learned their lesson. Oh, so it's like the doors in Monsters, Inc. So maybe they do remember. And so they're learn They've learned their lesson about how to be better to each other. So that's kind of how I choose to see it. That's I a mean, better interpretation. I like it better too. Like I that would yeah. make me like the movie. Just more. wish the film showed me that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Well, but I think that's one of those things where it's kind of like you could really see it either way. Yeah. If you choose to. And I and I also don't get super hung up about exactly what was shown and I kind of interpret things the way that I want to interpret really? them. Really? You do that? And I'm also not really one to second guess movies. You know, I'm not really, I don't tend to say, well, I wish they would have done that and I would have liked it better if it I kind of just look at it as what it is. But I mean, yeah, I liked it. I like the ending a lot. And I think I like it if they have learned a lesson, you know. Yeah, and I'll say that I didn't hate this movie at all. I thought yeah. it was a decent movie. It wasn't super scary. There were funny parts to it. So I sort of enjoyed that element of it. So it's not like a horror movie that I hate because I'm supposed to hate it because I'm scared of everything. Mm-hmm. But there were still scary elements. It just doesn't hit the Christmas comedy horror yeah. like Gremlins does. Right. Like, because that just nails it. Yeah. And it's just like, it feels like it almost gets there and doesn't. Well, so if you've seen the movie Trick or Treat, it's made by, written and directed by the same person, uh, Michael Doherty. And so that movie, it's got a lot of similar elements and kind of a, a fun holiday theme to it with just right. a lot of horror in it. But because Halloween can be a darker holiday, I feel like it works. But because they're trying to add in the Christmas heartwarming family elements, I feel like that doesn't always work with the harsh, everybody in your family's murdered and a bear just ate you kind of thing. You know? I, I mean, I feel like Rare Exports even does this kind of stuff better. Walking this line. Yeah. Because uh-huh. they, they, they like lean heavy into the horror elements and like take it seriously, but also have like the family comedy stuff a little bit. Yep. And I think if you don't take, I think you either go super goofy Tucker and Dale style <laughs> or you have to like really lean into the horror stuff. Yeah. And it just, it just, the pieces just don't fit. I feel like they went for a weird middle ground that didn't land for me, but I still, I didn't hate the movie. I I really enjoyed it a lot more. I think it's going to start making its way into my rotation more now because I think once I can like let go of the things that don't quite work for me, I can really enjoy the things that do. And there's a lot to enjoy in it. There really is. Yeah. I wish I could date like that. <laughs> There's a lot to enjoy in you, Mike. <laughs> I meant Aww. letting go of other people. Oh, my bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, let's talk box office real quick. All right. So, what do you think the budget was for this movie? Fifteen million. 
15 million and one dollar. <laughs> so you knew, I guess? Oh, I might have known. It was yeah, 15 sorry. million. Yeah. So Jen either cheated or incredibly guessed. <laughs> so I'm going to go with incredibly guessed. That's yeah. how I'm choosing to interpret. Right. So it is $15 million budget. And in its first weekend out, it made $16.2 million. Nice. So it made its money back in the first weekend. Well, that's good. It ended up making $61 million worldwide. Nice. In its first day out on the Friday it was released, it was the top movie at the box office. Oh, yeah? It got beat the whole weekend by Hunger Games Mocking Jay Part 2. Mm. So in its first weekend out, it was second. When I was trying to look up fun facts, I didn't see a ton written about it because I think it did do well when it opened. But then it got panned a lot, you know, and that's why I didn't go see it. And I think there were a couple of years where people were not really into it. But now I think it's kind of starting to make a comeback, you know. I mean, it made its money back. $61 million on a $15 investment. Even if they spent another $15 million promoting it, they made double its budget back. So it did fine. Yeah, he's dreamy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's box office. Let's talk about some fun facts, Jen. fun facts. So all of the monsters in this movie, I'm pretty sure it's all of the monsters were done by practical effects. I can see that. Pretty yeah. cool. It's I, good. It wouldn't surprise me Except if the, for the, gingerbread, the man. gingerbread man were not, just because what? I imagine that would be. But they're completely they're not CGI. Real? Yeah. Those aren't real? Now, I don't know that for sure, but I they looked, those were the CGI. They looked looking. super fake. They right. were definitely CGI. Now, I still loved them and found them delightful. Yeah. So all of the other ones were made using practical effects. And they hid all of them from the actors until their big reveal moments, kind of like they did in Alien, so that they would have more of a, a scared look. And I think it was pretty effective. I think it was. Yeah. Um. So when they were making, they made Trick or Treat, and he had written or had an idea for Trick or Treat too, but he also had this idea for Krampus. And so he went to his um, production company and he was talking to them. He said, hold on, Krampus is in the public domain and somebody's going to snatch this idea up. So let's go ahead and do Krampus and then we'll get to Trick or Treat too later. All that to say, there are plans for Trick or Treat too. I cool. just don't know when that's happening. And I'm super excited about that because I love that movie. Yeah, I like Sam from that movie. I do too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently there's a point where his little lollipop that's the weapon was in this. I didn't catch it, but I think it was there. Cool. So uh, one of the snow globes in Krampus's snow globe portal layer, one of them was the Psycho House. Really? Uh huh. And one of them was a replica of Michael Doherty's own house. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, which was fun when you can throw that kind of stuff in there. The gingerbread men, Clumpy and Dumpy, and I'm not sure what the other one was named, but they were voiced by Seth Green. Oh, yeah. Who I love. And Justin Roiland. No shit from yeah. Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, and I cool. added that in for you because oh, I know you love well, that show. You. Yeah. This was originally going to be released at the end of November, but it got bumped back a weekend to coincide with Krampus Knocked. So it was released on December 4th. I'm going to say this. It got pushed back because Hunger Games Mocking Jay Part 2 came out the last weekend in November. Well, that's they didn't probably want to part of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it was just a fun coincidence. So I have some fun facts about Krampus, and okay. I'm going to link some of these too. Krampus is from Austria and German-speaking Alpine regions, and he is a folkloric myth, kind of like our Santa Claus. And December 5th is Krampusnacht which I imagine is Krampus night. Right. December 6th is St. Nicholas Day. And so Krampus comes on December 5th and fucks a bunch of shit up. He leaves bundles of sticks for bad kids. He beats them with the sticks. He puts them in sacks and throws them in the river. He eats them and he takes them to hell. All right. So if you survive Krampus night, you get presents in your shoe on St. Nicholas Day. Well, there you go. 
And there are also parades of grown men dressing up like probably what I imagine the elves in this movie looked like. And they'll just like go around and like beat people with sticks and switches. (laughs) And it gets pretty violent sometimes. Yeah, it was a little strange. But if that's your tradition. Hey, and if you're a listener from Germany and Austria and you know a little bit more about this, reach out because we'd love to hear it because I think it's really interesting. Or just you have German or Austrian heritage and your family still talks about this kind of stuff. Yeah, you got an Omi. My family's from Germany and I've heard of Kramer from forever but mm-hmm. I don't really know much about it I just know I that really he exists know. and stuff like that but so I'm gonna link all of that stuff and I just want to say too when I'm talking about linking stuff we put these links in the show notes of our episodes yeah. and usually on Tuesday and Wednesday I put out a link thread on Twitter with lots of these kind of she links. does really hard work on that so you guys should look that out. <laughs> yeah but should. if you guys don't want to wait till Tuesday or Wednesday for that link thread on the socials you can get that the day the episode drops you can from the episode info on your podcast app. But it won't be surrounded by my delightful Twitter jokes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. And those are my fun facts, guys. Well, thank you for your fun facts, Well, you're very welcome. All right. Well, let's do the scary scale, Jen. All right. Hey, listeners. Our scary scale is a scale we used to rank how scary we thought the movie was. It's not the quality of the film. It's how scared we were tonight when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd. I'll give it a three. All right. I thought there were some scary elements and very creepy moments, but it wasn't super scary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a three. Okay. I give it a one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As I, as I further die inside, I was things just are less, say, less like scary and scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jen? I'm gonna get. I think I might give it a three too. Okay. Yeah. There are some very creepy elements that I really like, but yeah, overall, it's. I think it's more fun scary than like gonna stick with me scary. Yeah. This is know? not gonna stick with me. Yeah. So this week, the listeners made me watch Krampus. Uh huh. What are you guys making me watch next week? Well, next week we are gonna watch a delightful treat. I'm excited. We are watching Anna and the Apocalypse. Is this the musical? It is the musical. Yeah, I know. Right, so good. this is our second Christmas musical in a row. I'm super excited. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> now, I haven't seen this. Have you seen it? No. Now, I have, I'm really excited. It'll, we'll all be virgins. I know. We're going to be <laughs> Anna and the Apocalypse virgins. I love it. No, no, it's not like that at all. Stop winking, guys. I'm not happy with where this is going. So, guys, watch Anna and the Apocalypse for next week. So, thank you so much for listeners that requested this and I also want to let you know the way that you can request movies and vote on them is by becoming a patron and all levels can suggest the movies that we vote on as well as vote on them so yes. if you want to be part of that we're probably going to have the next one coming out pretty soon so yeah be on the for lookout. January yep and we post a lot about it so if you're following us on socials you can't miss it yeah you'll see it so thank you for participating yeah thank you so much all right guys so again it is time for Mikey to prove Practice that he can read skills. <laughs> I can do this. So this week, it's actually a short one, but I liked it. Okay. So we're going to read it. It's uh, The title of it is Perfection. Headless Fred 13 says, OMG, this is the bed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really? OMG, wow. this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> That's oh, it. Then signs it, Freddie Q. Dash Gur. Freddie oh. Kuger. Uh, yeah, right? Oh, I liked cool. it. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Five stars. It's very sweet. I thought it was great. Well, thank you so much for that awesome five star review. And guys, if you would like us to read your five star review, leave us a five star review. Not only does it help people find the show, it'll also get you on the podcast by it us might. reading your review. Yeah, and it's just as nice to hear feedback. It is. It thank you so much. Good, yeah. Yes, thank you. So thank you. <laughs> So we remember the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Yes, so if you are. guys are listening to us in their feed, awesome. You can also listen to us in our feed and get the show two days earlier on Monday instead of Wednesday. But yeah. if you're listening in their feed, you're going to get the Modern Horrors Podcast. Imagine that. Also, 
the lovely Final Girls and Death Dying and other things. So yeah. check out those great podcasts as well. Uh, if you want to follow us on socials, we are at Horror Virgin. Jen is at Jen Ferratu. I am at Todd J. Awesome. And Mikey is at M. Randolph 24. You can check us out on the webs at HorrorVirgin.com where you can get Jen's awesome blog and links to the merch and, and stuff like that. So check that out as well. And if you guys can help financially support the show, please do by going to Patreon.com slash HorrorVirgin. Got a lot of great levels and a lot of great things. Yeah. And you guys are going to help us buy a lot of great things we are. to help the podcast sound better. Yeah. If you hear the occasional pop or click or like little water sounds, Sorry, that's guys. the stuff we're trying to get rid of. Right. But, you know, that requires a much more professional setup. So we've been saving up for a few months. Hopefully yeah. we'll be getting that shortly. And we've got some ideas for some stuff for some new stuff yeah in january look for a few announcements in january that'll yeah. be very exciting yes yeah and if you want a bunch of free content that mm-hmm. is sort of exclusive to a group or family you might say <laughs> mm-hmm. join the or face right <laughs> wait what oh yeah <laughs> facebook yeah join the facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash horror virgin or i mean we link it pretty much once a week we do so yeah. if you see it click on it from there and then join from there it's great there's it like is. 500 people in there it's awesome yeah. yeah but yeah they're doing like a secret cramp exchange yeah it's awesome we do like daily questions of the day it is really like a really active community we interact a lot in it too, every day you know yeah so guys check, so it, check out. it out oh. so guys that's it from us everybody thank you so much for joining us yeah, thank you thank listeners you. for requesting and voting on this movie we had a lot of fun with it I got we did some, there's some presents in the corner that are making some weird sounds so <laughs> i'm I think, leaving i think i'm out we'll enjoy that i just talked about the elf style bust through the window i'm jen i'm mikey and i'm your horror version todd guys have an amazing christmas bye Bye. krampus nerds krampus nerds (laughs) you guys are the nerds stupid choir stuff (laughs) yeah i had sex on krampus night